welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith, of this here parish of this podcast. I also sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I do stand-up as Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman, and myself. Um, I've got a spoken word show coming to Bristol, the Griffin, on Friday, sorry, Saturday, November the 3rd. So if you want the tickets for that, they're in the links in the podcasty area-ish. And, of course... If you want to support the podcast via Patreon, we've had some new sign-ups recently, which has been great. Um, if you want to join in, then it's, you know, there's a varied tier of um, prices that you can get. I mean, I'd suggest $6 a month, which um, you get the full bollocks, uh, including a monthly Zoom. Anyway, there's a link in the podcast uh, description. Also, it is patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. I promise not to mention it anymore. So... Hello, how are you? You all right? Yeah? What have you been up to then? Really? Ah, good. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Me? Me, you say? Oh, it's very kind of you to ask. Well, last night um, I went to Leicester Square and was at the premiere of the new Hammer House of Horror film, Dr. Jekyll, starring Eddie Izzard. So, um, yeah, that was cool. Um... And it, and it was. It was a. It was a really cool experience. Um, it will be documented for patrons. That, um, but there will also be the uh, my, my kind of feel like the sister podcast, which is uh, Paul Wallace, uh, a year in horror, and um, he comes on here occasionally. I go on there. We do a Patreon show between the two of us, and um, yeah, he belled me up and said, "You fancy coming do this?" And I went. Yeah, cool. So we met up, we had some Chinese food, we had some cocktails, and we had some um, cinematic entertainment. So yeah, really cool. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, well, let's, should, we get, should we just get straight into the news, or lack of it, the non-news? Shall I start with the non-news? I'll start with the non-news, because that seems to be, um, that seems to be the order of the day. So... Um, Non-news, this is outstanding. If there was an award for something not being news, this would be, this would get it. And it was, of course, in that case, it comes from Metal Injection. Slice the Cake's vocalist is facing serious criminal charges. Band responds. Uh, with a subtitle, we wish to convey our profound disappointment and our unequivocal condemnation of this matter. Now... If you're wondering, like I was at this point, who the fucker sliced the cake? Well, they broke up in December 2022. Um, they stated at the time they parted ways with vocalist Gareth Mason and would carry on as instrumentalists Johns, Yuna Hansen and Jack Majero under a different name. But in a new state, uh, in a new statement that is um, said that Mason is actually facing criminal charges. The band further states they're severely disappointed with the situation. Here he said, "Dear friends, today we are asked with the difficult. Today we are faced with the difficult task of addressing a matter of great concern and sadness to us as a former musical collective." It has recently come to our attention that Gareth is facing serious criminal charges. While we are unable to provide specific details about these charges, we wish to convey our profound disappointment and unequivocal condemnation of this matter. We'd like to apologise for the vague nature of this message. We understand that you may have concerns and questions. Yeah, pretty much like all you've given us is questions, no answers. But due to the sensitive legal nature of the situation, we are currently limited in the amount of information we can lawfully provide. In other words, this is it. This is all you get in. And this is a statement literally about, yeah, like, 
some things happened and we can't talk about it or say what it is. We also want to express our deepest gratitude to all of you who've supported us over the years. We understand that this may be disappointing and troubling. Throw confusing in if you want. And we... <laughs> And we know that we, we, we want you to know we are navigating this situation with heavy hearts, just as many of you are. No, well, we don't know what the fuck's going on, so how could we? Thank you for your understanding and continued support. I, I mean, so there you go. A band you've never heard of who split up last year. Two members are continuing as of a different band. They wouldn't appear to have a name now, but they've come out and said that, oh, the old singer has done something bad, but we can't tell you what it is, but oh, we're sad about it and we don't agree. Um, and, um, yeah, hope you're all right with this news. I'm, I'm absolutely just like, what the fuck? And then, funnily enough, um, there was a fair bit in the comments and... Um, and uh, they they responded to that. Well, we're we're you know we're we're fans here of um, of uh, underground music as well. Um, and it's like, yeah, okay, you've just give yourself like you're fans of these but this band, so you've reported this news, but it's not news, is it? It's like literally the definition of not news. But there you go. Anyway, just seemed. <laughs> anyway, look, it, this is this is like this is kind of positive. I like this. Um, uh, my good. Fr well, my good friend, my friend, Dave Ling, um, former Kerrang! journalist uh, and photographer, great dude, been around for years, and um, he is bringing out a book, Portraits of Slayer. Um, oh, sorry, well, no, he's not bringing out a book, but he's he, he does an essay in it. Um, it's a career-spanning essay um, by Dave Ling. It's a, sorry, I should have been clear about this at the, at the beginning. It's a photo book. Um, and uh, it's unofficial, but it sounds like it's going to be an absolute banger. And uh, Dave doesn't put his name to just anything. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Now, you know, that's 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 cool. That's new, isn't it? Yeah, like that. That's pretty cool. I love this headline. Motley Crue producer Tom Werman on how he was portrayed in Nicky Six's book. Nothing he said I agreed with. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's just it. Now... Um, this is another nice piece of news. Um, so, you know, apologies if you if, if you're expecting me to slag everything off. But um, Metallica's James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, and Robert Trio have reflected on the experience of performing at the Power Trip Festival. They've got their new podcast going, so they're talking about it. And um, James said an interesting fact is Lars never used to never uh, rehearsed ever until I don't know. I'd say maybe four or five years ago, he started really getting into rehearsing. I don't think this is that surprising to Metallica fans, but and now he'll uh, now I mean he'll rehearse for four days for two hour sets, which is what we need, which is what he needs to do, which is awesome. So there's going to be rehearsals down at um, HQ in San Francisco, California, for a couple of days before beforehand. And I said, I'm not going to show up, guys. I would love it if we could find a rehearsal place here, close to the Power Trip Festival, because I'd love to see all these other bands. And Robert got on board, and then we found a place over here in um, in the polo grounds at the Empire Polo Club, where it's th this huge festival is, to rehearse. And I'm grateful that Lars was up for it. So they did their rehearsals down there, and then we came up here, we have rehearsals, and get to watch these bands. It's so freaking cool to have... You your own compound at a festival all these de um, all these days of festivals we show up go rehearse then go out there and watch Iron Maiden I mean how cool is that it's pretty fucking cool so for me there's a lot of inspiration in every single band that's played here 
just looking up ages and i mean i know age is bullshit i mean there's plenty of guys in these bands that are in their early 70s late 60s and it's inspiring and the fact they're up there still kicking ass in this kind of heat wave is fantastic but every single one of those bands have been part of our childhood and our, our upbringing in our metallica adventure so it's really cool to be part of this and we used to hang out a bunch together in the early days like uh, uh, like at all the festivals we'd go out and hang out yeah we would play early on and then get to watch all the other bands we would hang out it kind of felt like that again obviously it was a different day but we're all there hanging out and it's really fun it's really fun to see it's just kind of realised that we're down in in the very front front looking up at Rob Halford riding on a motorcycle and there's fans behind us looking at us, looking at us like they're watching us enjoy that that's pretty cool I guess but we're fans at the end of the day. We wanted to be in the mix and see it. So it's been a fantastic weekend. And I just thought, it just struck me as, how cool is that? I mean, that is what, that's what you do with a band, you know, if you could. I would love that. Yeah, we'll set up some re rehearsal space because we're headlining. So we don't need to come into the end of the day. Why don't we come in? We watch all the bands and then we can go off. We can rehearse during the day whenever we want. We can fit a time rehearsal, uh, rehearsal time in when there's a band that none of us want to see go do that i mean brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah i mean you would wouldn't you i said i know i would and i know you know i would anyway yeah i just told you tonight so um uh, what can i say it is now time for t interview um now this interview starts with me um actually you know why tell you what you're about to hear that's there's nothing more annoying on a podcast than that. Um, but suffice to say, the the Tommy interview is is really cool because, um, well, not because I did it, <laughs> but more because it's it reminds me that he's the first live interview that I did in person with somebody I didn't know nearly ten years ago. Um, so it was a good, you know. Uh, over about nine years and nine months since he's been on the podcast so yeah there you go it's uh it's pretty cool anyway i'm getting all misty-eyed aren't i um the new prong album state of emergency uh kicks ass i am a prong fan and i have been for many years so you know it's just great to have him back and back strong here's tommy hello there hey how are you i'm hanging in now yeah, you know what that means. That's a, I guess that's an American thing. What would you say in England? Uh, oh, you've you've spent enough time over the here over the years to know that. I have, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Howard. Yeah, <laughs> we'd, I be, we'd be, I don't know, chilling out, relaxing, Chill. holding it together, holding it down, holding it down. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is which is quite an aggressive way of saying I'm doing okay. If you think about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, my voice is shot a little bit, but that's about it. Well, yeah, welcome, welcome to the singers' club. You know, we're we're, we're all the same. We we kind of, you know, we've always got that sort of horse kind of thing going on. <sighs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm gonna say, um, well, thank you because nine years ago, you became the first. Uh, guest that I'd interviewed live that I didn't. Wow. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're in the 10th year now. And uh, congratulations. Uh, and thank, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Um, and um, 
so yeah, we we met years ago. I I sing in a UK band called Acid Rain. We were around years ago. Oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we and we met on the well. Forgive me for bringing it up. The Beck to Differ tour. You played the Duchess of York in Leeds. Um, which uh, oh, I do. I think I remember that. Yeah, that's a famous club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played there many times myself, but uh, unfortunately, long gone now. Like all the great clubs. Um, but um, yeah, you were the you were the first dude. Um, so yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, wow. So look, um, uh, congratulations to me. And congratulations to you on just a great album, mate. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I was there at the Duchess of York. And um, something occurred to me while listening to this and, you know, being in a band myself, um, you always get other people's kind of takes on stuff that you've written. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it, it it's, but whilst I was listening to this album, I was thinking, it really feels like there's a song on here for every like prong album there's ever been it's like ah this is a beg to differ tune definitely and and then there's something that's more recent is that a thing i think so uh coming up at riffs i have something to refer to the catalog now and being a legacy band it's <laughs> yeah. a good place to be we experimented before we took all those chances and uh now i just want to reap the rewards of that so yeah. i could claim certain styles to be part of prong and yeah. be able to do that like it's really it's just the, the riffs and and they're all my riffs so it's like it's gonna sound like prong somewhat uh but uh it did sort of it, like a, a a get out of jail free card for some of the riffs like like this there's some songs that are just weird on this record and i was like oh we could do that i, I could get away with that yeah because we sort of did it before or not people are gonna go like what are they doing like you know i, I don't want to have that response yeah, but also this deep in, you've kind of earned the right to to kind of go go where you want and know that as long as you're not straying outside of bounds, people are going to pretty much go with you. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most popular band in the world neither. So it's like, you know, that's, <laughs> I still want to, I want to open some eyes too. Yeah. So I want to stay heavy um, in... I'm not really worried about the modern heavy bands anymore. Uh, not that I ever really was too much, but um, you know, whatever they're doing. So this does, it's not to be competing with that, but like, I think the sound quality, the guitar sounds, et cetera, are, are a little bit modern prong, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, not completely retro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, when you came back, when you came back with uh, with Carved, because I, I always think of yeah. that as like the that that was kind of the prong rebirth. That was modern yes. prong, um, yeah. And that was just like, you know, that that was like listening to Clen. First time I listened to Cleansing, which again was like a oh wow, like they've just taken my face off. And then getting it again second time around with Carved, which is like 
such a great return. I'm glad you appreciate that one. Yeah. Uh, I met, I honestly, it was, I was so happy because I'm, you know, if, if you're a legacy band, I'm a legacy fan, you know, um, and I'm also in a legacy band. So we've got it all yeah, going on here. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so, yeah, and so I'm a very happy man. Um, but with the new album, um, as always, it takes a couple of listens. But on first listen, I'm like, okay, right. I know which one is the lead catchy single with the gorgeous chorus that's going to be stuck in my head for days. That's that's cool. Because if that's there, then I know everything else is there. Uh, and then slowly everything else fits into place. Um, uh, but I've got to ask, as a Rush fan, how long is it since you've been wanting to do a Rush cover? Not that long. I mean, we did a covers record. And yeah. we went in the direction of covering bands that the general metal audience doesn't really know. And I think that was, eh, it wasn't the greatest idea of the world. Because I, I like, again, if you're going to do a covers record, you want to get people to notice it. Anyway, the record came out great, but the, um, I, I was, I wanted something doomy and something, with with an old school kind of riff to it, like a good old riff, and Working Man was perfect for that. I was like the first thing that came into my mind, other than doing like a song off of, of Volume Four, Sabbath. I was like, I couldn't do that. So, um, and then I was a huge Rush fan as a kid. You know, I've seen them a million times, and uh, it just made sense a trio. And that lyric, it's almost like it's it's like a stoner rock Rush song. And the lyric is contemporary still. And uh, it's like I got into this whole trip for a while. I was listening to Pentagram a lot, like everyone was for a while. And uh, it, that, that I think that Rush song is sort of like a Pentagram style song, too. So I didn't want to cover Pentagram. So I, I did, but it's, it hasn't been that long time since I want to do a Rush song. I, I, I want to mainly do a Sabbath song or a Killing Joke song. Rush was a new idea. It's like, wow, okay, working man. That's that's the song to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's well, it's it's a great version. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it's a reinterpretation, which for me is kind of like what you got to do. You know, you either put your stamp on it or don't bother. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tuned down. Uh, it's a perfect song to tune down to. So it's in the Sabbath tuning of C sharp. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like in the recording, I used uh, an SG on it. So. Right. You uh, went full retro. Sounds, yeah. That way I went retro and it just sounds, it sounds nasty, you know? So. Yeah. I got into that. Like I learned, like, again, like I, I learned, I was sitting around and I was like, you know, I got to learn, I got to get some chops back. So I learned like the whole volume four record and the solos and everything on an SG you know, a couple of years ago. So that sort of stood with me into this record a little bit. Right. What what do you, what do you think made you do that? How do you end up going off on that tangent? It was just sort of chops thing. Like I felt like I wasn't like, uh, I was like, where am I going to go to learn something? You know, like uh, uh, I, I'm definitely not going to go the route to the, like these gent guys and I, I can't figure out what they do. And, I'm not going to attempt it, you know. I, I, I not, I, I don't know how to sweep well and all this stuff. So it's like, well, who is the best? I owe me. So that was the, you know, if you don't know that, if you don't, 
go back to that, then you're sort of, you have to know that. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like. Back to the source. Yeah, back to the source. And it's like Hendrix too. Maybe that's the next, I mean, that's another one. Or Clapton. You know, I, I love when kids today, like, they bag on Jimmy Page and Clapton. All oh, those guys were that good. I mean, to me, those guys are still the greatest. I mean, that's my heroes. Well, absolutely. And also you can you can only you can't compare eras. You know, it's like it's, it's no. like in, it's like in sports, you know, when people say, would this guy have beaten this guy? And it's like, well, if he had the the technology, it's like what a pointless conversation. You know, he, he, greats are great. And whatever their era they're in, hopefully you're lucky enough to see some. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the 60s were a whole different entity. And yeah, you know, it was and the early 70s that. The allowance to do that, I mean, there's this huge landscape that they could, you know, respond to. But now it's so limited, you know, it's like it's everything's been done so many times. Yeah. So rock music, you know, it's such a tough one. So, yeah. And it's, it's funny because over the years, prong has kind of existed in kind of like a space of its own. You've always struck me as a kind of band who are like, I, it's like almost new model army ish you know what i mean where you can like yeah. you, you you could be on a festival with motorhead or you could be on a festival with you know somebody jethro toll you know what i mean and people and people wouldn't be like eh, what are they doing here you know you you kind of like you know and I've, you continue to sort of cross barriers with tours you do now as well um i mean obviously there's the ministry connection but still it's you know Prong just seems to be able to play with anyone, basically. It's, you know. I would like to think of it that way. On the other hand, it's like, we, we it's hard to play with anyone. It's hard to get, you know, matched in where, like, some things just don't work, you know. It's, that's a tough one. It's always been difficult for Prong. Like, you know, like, how to be marketed and uh, what bands we're supposed to play with. And uh, it's always been tough. So yeah. we're never embraced by any of the, the any of the, the clicks and the and the genres that much, and uh, I I feel bad about that a lot of times. I don't. I mean, I'm not happy about that. So it's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, ultimately um, it's you know the, what you're talking about. You know, clicks and getting 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 noticed. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's rough. Yeah, it is. It is. As I think there's like when you're when your core fan base, when you know your core fan base and the, the age they are, you know, it's like you need you need some young people to do the heavy lifting here. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. would be good, but yeah, you know, I see that with the misfits and Danzig and so over here where they 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 captured the young audience. You know, the cartoony nature of things doesn't hurt, but it's like, you know, he, you know, we're playing with Danzig. It's like, you know, he's, he's getting all kinds of young people to shows, you know? Yeah. So it's, 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 and he doesn't try. He just, it's amazing. So. But to me, to me though, there's a darkness to prong that there isn't to those acts, you know? And, Maybe. And, and, and for me, that's, that's the appeal, you know? Um, and funnily enough, I played I played two songs on my radio show, and um, I only ever play one song by by a band per show. But uh, I broke the rule this this 
this week. And it was oh, thank pure... you. <laughs> Pleasure. My own rule. I realised I could break it all along. <laughs> it's only taken ten yeah. years. Um, um, and, and I just said, and there's Tommy Victor still sounding like he's full of piss and vinegar, because there's you know there's places on this album where you know you you ain't fucking happy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know if that's it's not really. Like uh, like the album Rude Awakening, I don't, I wasn't happy in my personal life, and I try to put put that into the music, and then it came out weird. This is like you know <laughs> like uh, my perceptions of things on the outside. I'll, I'll dive into that. I mean, essentially, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty good, you know, in my my life, but I'm able to go into that other zone. Yes, you picking up a guitar, like you, you pick up an SG. Or you know, like my signature model, and I get in there, and that's where it all. That's that's you know, you experiment with all these other things that go on, and that that's really what it comes down to is is uh, like when I go into do a sound check, and uh, like I pick up the guitar, and it's just like right off the bat, like I'll write a riff, and I'm like, what the you know, you know, it's something that comes out of nowhere, and that's. That's where it essentially comes. That's that zone, you know. And then, uh, yeah. And especially writing lyrics and singing, and that's like the, it's got you. You go into that whole other thing, you know. It's it's amazing. Is it is it always uh, music first or lyrics first, or does it uh, mix and match? It's the two separate things. Like you know, d- during just hanging out. I mean, you know, there's like you know, I'll write I'll write a, a song title down. Like I'll have like. Yeah, and then a couple of things that remind me of what it meant, and then um, then it's like the riffs, and then it's just matching the the lyrical ideas to the riffs, and it, you know, so that sort of comes like a like a little puzzle, you know. So that's yeah, um, what where I would. It's like a weird. It's like it's a strange process because I mean, on this record, I wrote everything completely myself, so. Um, and that's what I really like about this one too, because uh, we and past records, I had this management, and they were like, "Oh, I finished with another record. They wanted me to do another one." Like you saw, like the, you know, from Carved into Stone through Zero Days, there wasn't a lot of time in there, and like we didn't promote the things right, we didn't do the right tours. They were rushing me to do these records, so I was like, I, I got to the point where uh, here and there, I was like. Dude, you got any riffs? Like I called up some people uh, here and there. I got you know, somebody uh, to write with here and there. So uh, this one wasn't like that. It's like all me riffs that I'm come from me that I wanted, and I wasn't compromising. And that that was really cool about it because it needed to be that way. I mean, uh, so I wanted to see how it was, and then matching the the. The lyrical, I had no problem coming up with lyrics. And from pan, pandemic to all the shit that's going on, it was easy. Yeah. And so uh, that I blasted through those. And I'm happy about the lyrics. I mean, and they're not, they're not so heady where it's, you know, like they're just, they're, they're pretty cool. So I'm, I'm happy about the whole thing, really, you know? And it's like, you know, it, it, like I like being at the legacy part. It's like, you know what? At this point, it, it is what it is, you know, it's like, it's, it's take it or leave it, you know? So that's, what's cool about, you know, yeah. and like, you know, SBV, they're very supportive. It's just like, do whatever you want to do too. So it's been cool. 
Yeah, you've been with them a long time, haven't you? I know. It's amazing. I, I honestly, you've got to be like the longest serving artist ever on SPV. You know, I mean, I remember. Them I think from they, back they in had the this day. artist. They had this guy, um, Axel Rudy Pell. I think oh, he's yeah? been on yeah for thirty five years. He's been on SPV. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, you're gunning for him then, yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you've never struck me as the kind of person who, who struggles struggles to come up with lyrics either, because yeah, I mean, there's always been a point to prong, a terrible fucking pun or whatever that is. Um, but that there's always been a, a a very definite, you know, point. And whilst you've never been overtly political, you've you've also made it very clear what does and doesn't work for you. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. That's really that's dead on because yeah, it's like it's not completely be political but that's totally you you nailed it with that it's uh, that's really what it's about it's you know it sounds like nihilism but it's it sort of is in a way yeah and i think i think as well as i don't know if it's just being an artist but it, um maybe it is but i've always found it really really difficult to kind of nail my my sort of colors to any mast because I'm I'm open-minded. So when someone's got a good idea, I don't really care what side they're on. And well, we could come we come from the generation where you were allowed to do that. So you know, <laughs> like now, I mean, I mean these kids <laughs> today are they're like zombies, man. Like they're just they're programmed machines that have they're just they're just stamped. You know, it's like, and that's, and they don't move out of that. And that's, it's crazy. So, um, you know, it's very strange. Yeah. We would yeah. definitely had, uh, you know, we had, like I said, that landscape, we could go anywhere and, you know, we could go here, go there, be this, that, and, you know, and like, and ne never feel that we had to commit to anything in particular where it's not like that anymore. It's not. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look, we, we, we move, we move with the times. It's got to be done. I mean, I can't yeah. complain. I, you know, someone said, someone sent me your album and I was able to listen to it like immediately. I'm like, thank well, you. you know, you know, that's cool. Oh, God, thank you. I got it two weeks early. Honestly, I'm on about my 15th play. So I know, wow. it I know it inside out, mate. That's uh, fantastic. Well, you know what it's like when you were a band as well. It's like, you know, you consume music in a different way because it because it, it is inverted commas work. So you, you straight away, you know, you hear it differently and you digest it differently. Totally. Yeah. Um, totally. And sometimes that's a bit of a shame because you get an album, you're like, oh, this is great. And he's like, you know, after about eight plays, you're like, I, I think I just know that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't got to that point with yours, that's for sure. Uh, uh, it's st still cracking on to listen 16 um you've put um you've also put um uh, a lyric video out um there's a couple of singles out um what i haven't done is check the touring schedule are you are you out and about soon yeah no, we, we just got i just got back from europe we did a couple of festivals and uh five shows in germany so that was a quick one because i got a i got a dancing tour coming up for three weeks and then after that we we go back over there uh there's no uk dates it's just all like scandinavia right. austria 
one German show. Um, yeah, it's just it's Slovakia. Um, we're, we're playing with Life of Agony. So we do three weeks with them. Then I got to see. I mean, like, I'll, I'll have to. You know. Sorry, sorry, no, it's just you say playing life of agony. I was fully expecting you to say, so we've got to play all the depressing countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cold. Do, I yeah. think cold. I mean, I, I think isn't England in there in the depressing oh, country? It, but... it, is, it, it is right now. Oh, yeah. Well, we invented the word glum, you know. Yes. Uh, so but we're not playing England, so <laughs> yeah, eventually we got to get back over there. I don't know, it's just like the the offers and promoters are just like negative about prong in general. So, you know, that's a problem. Right. Yeah. So you think you, if you come over, you'll be coming over as a guest on an, on another bill. I don't know yet. I got I mean, it's that would be preferable, but I don't know if we're going to make that, that work financially neither. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It's, it, it's neither one thing nor the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're exactly in that position. It's like bands that I would that we'd love to support over here are playing the same venues that we headline. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, it's a fucking zero sum game here. You know, it's yeah. like, no, it doesn't work. Shame, because all you're going to do is play the same venues, and even if there is more people there, you're still you're still going to be, yeah. you know, you're still going to be down on let's say, finances. And you kind of querying your pitch for going back there and being a headliner. I think it's like if, they, if we could find somebody over there that you know, that would work well with Prong and do like that would be a strong bill would be cool. You yeah. know, like nothing ever really comes up, you know. Uh, so that's that's when well, no one's really investigating it. Like our agent, he's a German guy, so and he's just like you know, like and, and the label's German. And this sort of like, you, you don't even have to go to the UK. They don't even give a shit about it. So <laughs> that's always, it's been like that since time began with Prong. It's like, you know, you, you get a UK agent and like, well, we don't really do that well in the continent. Or it's like, you know, it, it's it's neither one or the other. It's, it's really yeah. strange. But you've spent you've spent a lot of time in the UK, and I mean, I mean, I've seen years you ago. A, a few times. Yeah. I've seen you. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that was years ago. But I've, I've seen you many times over here as well. Um, but we've had some I mean, great times over there. Like we've done like a headlining club tour. The last time we did it, I, I forget when it was. Maybe you know, eight years ago or something. And it was I thought it was a blast. It was great. Maybe maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was no absolutes. It wasn't that long ago. I was going to say, it doesn't seem that long ago, but Christ. No. Um, I mean, and they're a great couple of records back to back as well. Um, uh, no Absolutes and oh, what's yeah, the Ruining Lives. So it was, uh, yeah, it was Carved in the Stone, Ruining Lives. Yeah. Uh, no Absolutes, Zero Days. And then there's yeah. Songs no. from the Black Hole or somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No Absolutes and Zero Days back to back. That was, yeah. That was, pretty phenomenal cool. um that really was that really was that was much appreciated also spv do a brilliant uh version of your albums where you get them on double vinyl and you get the cd in it and a download code yeah i don't think they're doing the download code anymore yeah it's like, like streaming code it now, isn't it? yeah yeah so um you know uh yeah they have great packages on this one like you, uh, similarly so uh there's different options. 
And then they got bought out by Napalm. So like, oh, like Napalm sort of put in America's putting it out, like, and they have their own thing going on too. So I'm pretty, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Is that, is that your first on Napalm in the States? Yeah. It's not on the, they initially was going to be on their, on the Napalm label, but they had problems with some legality of that. He said it was going to cost so much. So it's, it's on steam hammer, but it's, it's, uh, it's marketed by Napalm over here. Like they, right. they do everything. So yeah. Right. So it's a, so it's a licensing deal. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. But that's, that's awesome. Cause if they get behind you and getting some, like some funky physical stuff, um, you know, for North America, that's really cool because it's, let's be honest, you know, the, as much physical stuff you can shift, the better. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, there's like, there's, this this stores, uh, so, and there's, there's vinyl. Yeah. Uh, demand. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? We used to haul vinyl around 30 years ago to sell it at the key. Yeah. We thought those That's days had gone. We thought those days had gone. Yeah. And then they just come creeping back. And now people. Yeah, our, first, are... our first record was vinyl only. And, uh, we just carried them and sold them in the Lower East Side, sold them to stores. There's tons of stores right there in Manhattan and the Lower East Side. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's where it started. Um, uh, I just want to go back to something we were talking about earlier where you are saying we, we wrote the whole, the whole album yourself. I just wanted to jump back to that point where, where do you find your bass player? He produced the record. He's the producer. Right, so he played thought, bass on it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you see, I thought he's so. not in the band, though. No, because like the weird thing is, right? I read it. I, I read that. And I was like, yeah. I read it. And I, oh, I know. I've I've heard the yeah. album fifteen times. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's uh, and you give him room as well. That's the great thing about prong. You see, it's a three piece. There's more room, you know. Um. But the the thing is, the it brought back a memory. Uh, back in 1989, that we were we were offered a couple of people to remix our first full album, and he was one of them. Yeah, and and yeah, because he's I think he's uh, an engineer or he's, he's credited yeah, he's on South. Producer. I think he's he was uh, way back. He was on South of Heaven. I think he was just as a as an engineer back then. Yeah, and and I and I, I'm so glad as our minutes tick away that my brain didn't collapse and actually reminded me that I had to ask because I needed to know if it was him. It's him. No, he, he produced a record. He's done like your MOD records. He did hate breed. He's done. He's tons of stuff. His main thing. He, he did most of produced and engineered most of the Dillinger escape skate plan records. Right. Okay. So as he moved here back to New York with me, that's another thing I tell you, like all the songs were written here in new york again so uh and then we recorded it out in jersey it's pretty much the suburbs of new york so uh he moved out here at the same time and he uh he bought will putney's studio so we just did it there you know it was, it, was, it was amazing coincidence he moved the same time his wife got a job out here and my wife got a job back in new york too same so it's time. like all the stars aligned so at that point it's yeah like and he was yeah, he produced carved into stone too that's br- uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and and so presumably it was also also like the next step was yeah yeah. Why don't you play bass on it? Yeah, no, because he well, 
I should like when we did carved it to stone, uh, he he did a lot of the bass on that record too. So and he had to fix stuff, etc. So I was like, you're play I was like, if you're gonna do this record, I want you playing bass on it because I know he's good. Yeah. And also he he knows what needs fixing immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, he's Bit of a genius, this guy. I didn't remember him from Carved, Carved in Stone. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't remember him at all. But it it sounds great as well. And it it you know you've got that trademark, you've got that trademark prong sound. It's updated. It's nice, but it's also it's modern. But you know, there's a lot of albums that sound the same right now. And you know, oh, I know that's it. You know, you're nowhere near that. Yeah, we didn't want to do that. I mean, I guess I can't, I'm not going to compete with those records. And, you know, it's just, I don't think it's befitting the prong to try to, you know, fit in with everything that's going on now. And I don't even care. You know, it's just like, I, I used to a little bit, uh, but I don't care anymore. It's like a weird thing. I got to yeah. wrap this up. Howard. Yeah, no worries, man. You get off and uh, you get off and do your duties. Um, okay. Thanks for the time. I'll see you. Thank you, man. When you make it to UK. And you, man. Okay. And you. Thank you, Take buddy. Care. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Cheers, man. Bye bye. And there you have it. That was my interview with Tommy. You know, you just listened to it. And I'm, as always, not going to pick it apart um, and ramble on about it because you've just listened to it. And I'm sure you've got your own thoughts on it. So, you know, uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. That's for sure. Uh, this is a short one, isn't it? It's not often that you get a podcast from me that's under an hour. Never mind, oh, I don't know how long this is going to be when it's finished, but it's not going to be much over like 45 minutes. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for uh, for listening and certainly listening all the way to the end. Not that it matters. I mean, I know, you know, some people have all sorts of, oh, if you're still listening here, great. And, you know, uh, well, no, you know, you, you, I'm, a, I'm a listener of a podcast too and you you know, you, you come for whatever it is that you want from that podcast or don't want. So if you're a constant skipper of adverts like myself, um, then, yeah, that's why there's no adverts here in the uh, in the podcast. A, because I don't like them. B, because it's such a niche podcast. I'm not going to get anybody advertising here anyway. Um, but also Patreon means that if anybody was stupid enough to advertise, I can turn them down because you guys support me directly, which I really, really do appreciate. Thank you very, very much. And that is why I bang on about it all the time. Um, because uh, without adverts or Patreon, this is just a load of costs. <laughs> um, but anyway... I'm not here to moan or whinge. I'm here to thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, you, you take whatever you want from the podcast. You might not listen to some episodes. You might not listen to the interview. You might not listen to me. You might never listen to me ramble on about the news at the beginning, which I totally get, you know. Um, and you, you, you know, what can I say? Just you come for whatever it is that you want and you get out of it whatever it is you want. It's just as long as you keep coming back and keep occasionally getting some out of it uh, that you want then I'm glad to have you here. Uh, I've got some cool things planned before Christmas. Um, uh, and I'm off to see The Fierce and the Dead on Saturday, which is going to be cool. That's completely dated this now. Uh, you probably won't have even... Uh, like, by the time you hear this, I'll have probably already seen them. But anyway, it's cool. They're on the podcast. A few weeks back. Go and check them out. Great album. So, I'm rambling again, but I guess that's what I do. So, um, for all you really cool people still listening... <laughs> It is a load of bollocks, though, isn't it? It really fucking is. 
Yes, Howard, yes, it's bollocks. All right, fucking hell. It's the end of the podcast. Don't drag it out. Just fucking leave it. Well, I'll do what I like, actually. Uh, I'm going to stay and talk some more, if you're going to be like that, Howard. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of movie bollocks here at the end. This is totally padding, isn't it, because it's a short episode, but fuck it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, starring Eddie Izzard as Nina Jekyll and Rachel Jekyll. The only difference I could see between the two was one wore a nighty all the time and the other one didn't. Um, but I I get it. I, I get the whole, ooh, casting um, Eddie Izzard in that role as two people, you know, ooh, and, you know, he's trans, it's just... Yeah, oh, but I can't help thinking that a really good opportunity for a, a female actress has, sorry, a female actor, God bloody hell, what am I like, cancel me, um, hasn't gone begging there because I think what they were trying to do was a really good idea, uh, the female take, but I just couldn't, I couldn't take, it. well, it's, it's Eddie Izzard, you know, he's he's in the credits as Eddie Izzard, he's, and, and I'm I'm sorry, I've been to see him live a couple of times. Bit of a bit of a, you know, comedy hero of mine. He's never reached anywhere near the heights in acting. And then watching this, he's he's the star. He's carrying it. It's the return of the Hammer movie franchise from all those years ago. And it's it's Eddie Izzard in a dress, in every scene. And it's it's just Eddie Izzard. He's not he's not even really doing a great deal of acting. There are more laughs than scares in it, and I'm not sure if those laughs are supposed to be laughs. I genuinely don't know. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Doctor Doubtfire, and there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> I mean, at times I did think. It, it was just a bit Mrs. Doubtfire. It's, I'm sorry. It was just... I just... It kept pulling me out of the drama. I couldn't... I couldn't... It was... It's Eddie Izzard in a dress. And there you go. Um, also, not enough scares. Um, a really great performance by the, the, the guy who plays the lead opposite him, who, frankly, carries the movie. Um, Lindsay Duncan's awesome legend pops in and is awesome for you know about 15-20 minutes um, guess what happens to her <laughs> so anyway it's um, yeah go and watch it and make your own up, uh, mind up as I always say on movie bollocks but for me um, yeah for me it's it's very close to being a turkey um, high quality one but yeah anyway it's about time about time we pack this in really isn't it you know, straight off into movies now. If you're still listening, well, you know, this is what you get. This is why people switch off early. <laughs> uh, I go about your day, evening, night, whatever, wherever, and uh, be well. I'll speak to you soon.